A COP27 Pacific leaders want a loss in damage framework to be up and running before next year's climate conference. Fiji's ambassador and permanent representative to the United Nations, Dr. Sayindra Prasad, has labelled negotiations at this year's COP27 as tough. He says Fiji welcomes New Zealand's loss in damage funding announcement and urges the rest of the world to follow suit. Through a facilitator on the ground, Lydia Lewis and Rachel Nath spoke to Dr. Prasad. Thank you very much to all Radio New Zealand listeners. A good afternoon from Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt, where Fiji, Pacific, New Zealand family are all, all together and working with the international community to raise ambition at COP27. I join Fiji's Prime Minister, Honorable Frank Bainimarama, in welcoming and congratulating New Zealand on its uh, announcement of a loss and damage uh, uh, contribution uh, equal to 20 million New Zealand dollars. This is, shows uh, New Zealand's leadership and its uh, commitment. Uh, loss and damage is something that has been on the COP agenda for many, many years. Uh, it is under Egypt's uh, presidency and its great uh, diplomacy and its uh, leadership, at uh, fantastic leadership at uh, COP27. Uh, that uh, loss and damage has finally been placed on uh, the international community's formal agenda here in Sharm el-Sheikh. We hope Fiji and the rest of the Pacific that in a short period of uh, time and no more than end of next year, uh, by the time we get together for COP28, uh, that a loss and damage uh, uh, framework and facility is up and operational and uh, that it is uh, fully uh, supported. Uh, New Zealand's uh, contribution uh, to loss and damage is extremely welcome, uh, both uh, substantively as well as uh, symbolically, uh, because it uh, encourages uh, other countries to follow uh, follow suit. It also helps uh, lift uh, the global momentum that is uh, necessary uh, for us in Pacific. Uh, for some some countries, loss and damage is, are things for future. For us in Pacific, uh, loss and damage is sub, uh, something that we have been living with for years, if not for decades. As uh, 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 many of you would be aware, uh, we are already in the process of relocating communities. And uh, what this means is that uh, for those communities that are being relocated, it is either too late for adaptation or adaptation solutions simply do not offer them. Uh, the, the prospect for continued uh, uh, existence in, in, uh, in their ancestral uh, villages and, and, and homes uh, because of rising sea levels and exposure to uh, tidal surge and, uh, uh, and, and sea level rise. And, and so it, it is very fitting uh, that uh, New Zealand has, uh, is absolutely on the right side of, uh, of uh, history uh, and uh, it has shown fantastic uh, leadership uh, uh, in, the, in the global community, and this has also lifted uh, both the spirit as well as the uh, the, uh, the diplomatic efforts underway by small uh, small island states at COP27. Vinaka Bakelevu, New Zealand. Do you think the New Zealand contribution goes far enough? It's uh, New Zealand's uh, contribution. Uh, New Zealand is only the fourth country uh, to have made uh, made a contribution to loss uh, loss and damage, and uh, and so. Uh, uh, it is for the whole of the uh, international community to put uh, su- uh, sufficient resources on on scale in a agreed uh, framework, and the framework has not yet uh, globally been agreed as well on, on how a loss and damage facility will be operationalized, etc. Uh, et so this, uh, there are many more steps ahead, 
and it is uh, not only that but loss and damage uh, uh, in in the Pacific we know we are very familiar loss and damage is uh, something if we the world stays on its uh, uh, current uh, global warming pathway uh, the uh, losses and damage will continue to uh, take place on the scale they are already occurring or even at a worse scale uh, given all the projections and so what you will need uh, is in the end a, a, a predictable financing arrangement for a, a global loss and damage facility and, uh, and uh, these discussions are yet to be held uh, uh, and concluded uh, by the international community uh, but uh, right now uh, its uh, New Zealand's contribution is uh, both substantive, very substantive and also symbolically extremely powerful in, in helping the international community get over the line on what will be the nature and scale of, uh, of a loss and damage facility and how its uh, ongoing uh, financing uh, will, be, uh, will be secured. And what would the Pacific like to see in terms of accessibility to this funding? Is there a timeline that the Pacific is negotiating for in the right. meeting? So uh, for Pacific, uh, very clear. We'd, uh, we'd like, uh, we can no longer, uh, given uh, that we are dealing with runaway climate change now, we are dealing with catastrophe after catastrophe, we are uh, dealing with exponential increases in loss and damage across our own, own communities in, in Fiji, but across the whole, whole of the uh, Blue Pacific. Uh, we would like these discussions to be concluded firmly uh, and, uh, and delivered uh, by November of uh, 20, uh, 2024 and for the financing frameworks and for the financing arrangements to uh, have been put in place very, very soon there, uh, thereafter. It's uh, something that we, the Pacific's uh, voices are united around this. Uh, and uh, we will work uh, uh, with uh, all, all countries uh, through Egyptian presidency uh, to ensure that, uh, uh, to, to see uh, that there's global consensus around this and that uh, the urgency with which we are, are making this argument about uh, loss and damage is appreciated uh, and that it is urgency that drives, uh, uh, drives uh, the, uh, the final uh, solutions.